Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by London's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? <laughs> Not too bad, Chris. Obviously, I am the top uh, Japan enthusiast, and now I have a certificate to prove it, uh, thanks to uh, one of your kind, kind listeners. Yes, we. Uh, one of you guys uh, created <laughs> created a uh, bespoke, wonderfully handcrafted and laminated mm. uh, certificate of Japanophilia, which sounds absolutely <laughs> dreadful when you say it out loud, but it is it's impressive. We need to get yeah. a photo of that on your Twitter, Pete, so yeah. we can share that magical moment with the world. Well, um, but well, check out uh, Pete's Twitter or my Twitter in the next day or so, and you will see it. Uh, happy Pete Donaldson clutching his certificate of Japanophilia <laughs> cert- certificate. I like the idea that I'm it's clutching great. it. You make me sound like a little raccoon or something, <laughs> eating a waffle. Oh, it, what does it say on it? Do you remember? I it can't remember. Like, you said certified Japanophile. It was, uh, you know, that scene in Parasite where uh, the younger teenage daughter um, falsifies some documents from a university. It looked that good. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, where have you put it? Where are you going to put this? Well, it's, two, t- you, you know, you've waited two years for the certificate. So I know. Where can it possibly go? Well, I'll level with you, Chris. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm still got. I've still got a lot of washing uh, to do from my Japan trip that ended not a week ago. Uh, so it's it's still in my case. To be honest, I've not opened my case to to, to witness Haven't the horrors of my dirty pants. Haven't you been back like two or three weeks now? I've been back for two weeks. Yes, that, that, that is true. But and your you washing know, is still sitting there. Festering away. <laughs> I'm a busy man. I'm a busy man. Gosh darn it! Oh but my lord! I, I think I think it's worth sort of reminding people what actually is happening here. If this is the first time you've ever heard the Bronze Around podcast, I'm in London. Chris is in Japan, and every single week, without fail, for the last two years. We've been recording a podcast about yep. Japan, life in Japan, what Chris is up to, what the Japanese people are up to, what's in the news in Japan, and. What I've got to show for it is a lovely laminated certificate, and I, for one, think that that is adequate payment. <laughs> Although you have been cheating a little bit recently by coming to Japan for like two weeks. And, yes, uh, obviously uh, yeah. I was with you, 
back in the UK as well. Yeah. So it's been a weird year so far, having <laughs> really you break has. the fourth wall, mm. so to speak, and join me on my fishing trips in North Japan, uh, <laughs> or sitting in the 80s bar in Sendai, mm. living the high life. Well, since, since, we, since, we, so since, we've, uh, since I've been back, I edited a little uh, video of my own. Uh, I've decided I've, uh, I, I've uh, given up being a clickbait uh, Japanese vlogger, and now I'm going to be one of those guys who uh, reviews premium uh, uh, premium uh, airline experiences. Uh, we all watch them. We all pretend we don't. Uh, but they're always sort of investment bankers who are going from Australia to Hong Kong or Hong Kong to Doha or Doha to England uh, slash Frankfurt. Uh, and we watch them and we love the plush seats they all sit in. And, and, and they're, 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 they really are fantasy fodder for a lot of us uh, men of certain ages. <laughs> well, let's just do a quick recap because you might recall, ladies and gentlemen, about a year ago, Pete Donaldson launched his very own YouTube channel mm. uh, and he made a video called 50 Things to Do in Japan. Am I right? I think things? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the video, did it go viral? No, it didn't, did it? But no, I, I mean, I, you, you helped me with your uh, much larger uh, YouTube following. <laughs> do you know how many subscribers you've got now? Didn't we say twenty? Did we say twenty thousand? I think we said twenty thousand. That's no, you don't. You don't have twenty thousand. I thought we. Well, I thought that's what you 000. said. I don't know how to. I, I don't You've know how to look at it. Extra zero. Oh, sorry. I thought you said that I had twenty thousand. Sorry. I don't. Maybe you had twenty thousand views. Oh yeah, but twenty thousand views, uh, two thousand subscribers. That sounds about right. That was the last one. Sorry, apologies. <laughs> and then you've just you've just followed it up with your and it's a three minute video of you. <laughs> the video was billed as a review of a ANA business class seat. Yeah, I was very excited was. to click on it and learn about it. I, I review flights now, and I yet, said. <laughs> the majority of the three-minute video is you reviewing a range of rice cookers at Tokyo Haneda Airport. Why, uh, Chris, are there, why, Chris, are there so many rice cookers available for sale at Tokyo Haneda Airport. Now, these are full-size rice cookers, and there must have been about 20 of the buggers. Why or how are you going to get a full rice cooker onto a flight? There were shower heads for sale. You could buy, like, a fancy shower head. There you go, my dear, my loved one. It's a new shower head that I bought at an airport. Who are these people who are buying rice cookers and shower heads? It would be quite the exotic gift to take back to the UK. Usually, when I run through a Japanese airport back to the UK, I'm taking, you know, like sake or mm. sake flavoured Kit Kats. Banana anything with biscuits. Sake in it. Kit Kats. Banana biscuits and sake. Mm. Uh, but now, I can add a whole new dimension to that <laughs> gift giving process by getting a rice cooker. Um, I'd, yeah, I wonder. I'd love to see someone actually buy one. Mm. Um, but uh, it was an interesting review. We didn't see too much of the seat itself. No. Um, how was your? We we talked about it last week how much you loved this seat. Mm. Uh, if you do want to go and check it out, what's the title of the video, Pete? And what's the name of your channel? Because you've changed it I've t- again. <laughs> it used to be called Travel Clickbait Farts, and now it's called right. I Review Planes. Now, um, I've I've I've, I've vault fast. I've uh, changed up my uh, my YouTube, so now I review planes. Uh, I think every year I'm going to do a video because that's the regularity of the videos I've released so far uh, and it's just going to be me changing my channel every year to something a little bit different and a little bit more stupid so I think it's called I, I review, review Planes now I Review Planes now mm. an absolute master of branding there mm. changing the name once a year yep. and releasing a video once a year well done like PewDiePie um, yourself on the back <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and uh, maybe it's a good thing you are in the podcast game 
and not a YouTuber. Mm. It's, it's probably for the best. If that would work, I'd probably I'd probably uh, start anyway, rewriting the rules, Chris. I'd probably start rewriting the rules, mate. Yes, it would certainly be an interesting uh, experience to witness what would happen. I would, I would actually quite be curious to see what would happen if you did start a YouTube channel and run with it. Um, but there you go. Uh, speaking of running from it, you did run away just in time from the coronavirus before that all kind of took off, didn't you? Um, that is a, a big thing going on at the moment here. A lot of you guys listening in have been sending us questions about the coronavirus this whole week, this whole month. Mm. And... Um, while we did cover it extensively in last week's episode, and I would advise you to go back and have a listen because we talked about uh, how it's affected Japan uh, in kind of in so many different ways, not just economically. Obviously, there's been a, a 40% drop in tourism, given that uh, 30% of Japan's overseas tourists come from China. Yeah. Uh, but also, what else happened? Yes, flu. We had a no- the number of um, cases of flu dropped as well, right? Mm. Do you remember that, Pete? Is that, oh, is that just, is, is, oh yes, that's right, because um, people are obviously wearing masks more, so people are getting mm. flu less. Um, probably people were um, in, uh, getting involved in, 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 the, um, in the flu vaccine as well. Um, I, I think in many ways, um, the, 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 the kind of update we gave last week about the flu virus was uh, in a situation where it was kind of peaking and, 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 and we were sort of saying how limited the effect has been on on japan but i think the kind mm. of japanese psyche has kind of changed this week and now everyone's a lot a lot more scared of of outsiders and things like that and and, and although most of the cases in japan uh, are in the boats off the coast of, of japan there's only 146 uh, confirmed cases uh, and i don't think there's any deaths uh, mm. on the japanese uh, mainland 146 um and south korea's have uh, been hit hit quite hard but again Quite a limited effect for countries that are right next to China, uh, and as I have a lot of um, Chinese tourism and a lot of uh, people coming coming back and forth. Absolutely, and what I will say is, uh, of I think Japan is more prepared than most countries in the mm. world for such an outbreak. Japanese people are already incredibly hygienic, and the country itself is thoroughly sterile. Like there's no rubbish or litter on the streets, no mm. chewing gum on the pavement. Thank God. Um, People take illnesses very seriously. Yeah. What I found when I was working as a teacher is it was quite hard to get a day off at uh, at work, uh, especially spontaneously. Yeah. You have to do it really kind of long term. You have to sort of plan weeks ahead. <laughs> All my kidneys. But the one get out of free jail card, the one time no one will ever, ever question it. If you say, oh, I'm sick today, they'll be like, all right, bye. And they don't want it because it is a collectivist culture there's a real emphasis on not spreading an illness or getting other people yeah. sick or di- like you know causing inconvenience for others and so they take illnesses very seriously mm. um so japan's already top of the list for countries that handle illnesses well and now yeah. it's kind of even higher up the list and i you know and going back to influenza that got the numbers it uh, last year there were 129,000 cases this year just 44,000 as a result wow. of people changing their kind of habits washing their hands more wearing masks avoiding crowds and uh, I was in Tokyo just a few days ago and I did notice uh, a huge drop in the number of tourists and in just crowds in general usually when I get through Tokyo station and you know it's a nightmare you've probably passed through Tokyo station before Pete it's mm. uh, it's, it's chaos, busy. isn't it? It's like a, it's insane, and you have to kind of brush through loads of people. This time, though, it was actually bearable. I didn't get swept away in a never-ending sea of people. It was rather pleasant. Mm. Um, 
And uh, we've, we've had some people send in their comments and stories. Um, many people still obviously traveling Japan. One from Andrew from Toronto says, Hey, Chris and Pete, I'm currently listening to the podcast while traveling on the Shinkansen to Kyoto. The virus did seem to affect tourism around Japan, especially for places normally packed like Akihabara mm. or the Sensoji Shrine. And Sensoji Temple, for those of you who don't know, is like the busiest temple in Japan. It's right slap bang in the middle of Tokyo. Uh, He continues, Nevertheless, it gave me the chance to explore Japan without feeling overwhelmed during my first trip, and I'm loving everything with this beautiful country. P.S. Cheap sake has been the major highlight in Japan, along Mm. with some super nice locals. Much love, Andrew. Um, And, you know, I've got quite a few friends coming to Japan in April. For some reason... I've got four or five friends visiting me for the first time and they've all decided to descend upon Japan in April. And they've obviously been asking me questions. Is this a bad situation? Should we cancel our long-awaited and expensive trips? And I've I've been saying, no, stick it out, unless something really bad does happen, unless it really does take off. Because in many ways, there's been no better time to visit Japan. The number of tourists are down dramatically. Hotels are cheaper. Flights are cheaper. Uh this is a kind of a once in a lifetime moment to actually visit Japan potentially. <laughs> yeah, what are your it's, thoughts it's, on that? Pete? It's 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 kind of um, it's a double edged sword. Obviously, uh, the coronavirus is incredibly serious, but uh, on the other side, the mania that comes along with it, uh, perpetrated by a lot of newspapers uh, and a lot of uh, media organisations is problematic and frequently quite racist. You've got people being attacked in the streets in, in, in Chinatown, mm. in uh, places like London. Um, I'd make the point that, uh, you know, I, I came back from Japan a week and a half ago, uh, probably at, at the height of the coronavirus uh, outbreak, and uh, my friend who went to Venice at the weekend, he's having to be quarantined or self-quarantined uh, because he came he, he came oh, back from it. So, so the BBC, uh, the government is reporting that uh, anyone um, coming back uh, from Italy, anywhere north of uh, Pisa, uh, should self-quarantine for a week. Wow. So it, it's kind of... Um, there, there are different, uh, you know, government advice. Uh, there's different uh, government advice going around. Uh, different governments are, are dealing with it differently. Uh, but yeah, that's apparently the report out of Italy, and uh, and I would say it's an excellent time to uh, to um, visit Japan. I don't know how insurance works. I don't know how health insurance would work. Uh, oh, but I imagine you would be covered um, if you just get a general uh, insurance. I imagine uh, the travel insurance hasn't updated to uh, to. Uh, um, include coronavirus specifically but uh but i think um health insurance that would be covered in a blanket health insurance policy Mm. um depending on depending on who you go with well yeah absolutely well so i would say the big question is should you still visit japan in the next few months if you have got a trip planned or if you're thinking of planning a trip Mm. i would say if you've already got a trip planned go ahead with it do it um i think it'll be fantastic if you haven't planned a trip um, then just keep an eye on the news, yeah. see how you feel. I do know that um, South Korea, which is currently seeing a bit of a spike, uh, I think you mentioned there were 800 cases reported mm. just this week, um, and I think the US recently upped their level, uh, at which now they're advising tourists to just avoid South Korea altogether, apart from essential travel. Yeah. Uh, Japan's not at that level yet, because most of the cases, again, as you mentioned, are on the boat. But uh, do keep an eye on that. That might be the only cause for concern if that level goes up and if the number of um, the number of infected goes up in Japan. But for the most part, I'd say it's okay for mm. now. I think it's still pretty okay. And I go about my daily life without noticing anything particularly different, apart no, from the increase in the number of masks 
and spray mm. as well, alcoholic sprays. Uh, san- somebody pointed out to me they're called sanitizers. I've been calling them alcoholic sprays. I like that. <laughs> I think that sounds cooler. Sounds like alcoholic a spray. Yeah, spritzer. Wash your hands off with a spritzer. <laughs> um, but fear does often bring out the very worst in humanity. And uh, there was a story this week, as a result of the coronavirus, a, uh, a ramen shop in Tokyo, uh, in Ueno, not too far from the aforementioned Sensoji Temple, uh, decided to become a Japanese-only ramen shop. They put a sign out the front saying, um, from today, as measures against coronavirus, my restaurant is Japanese-only. I have a responsibility to protect my family, employees, and regulars to my store. Please note, there is no discrimination. Uh, and he put that at the front of his shop, and the uh, Twitter basically exploded. Um, right. Some people defending him, most people not defending him. I love the last mm. line. Clearly, after after a rampant paragraph of discrimin- discriminatory comments, he rounds it off with, please note, there's no discrimination. Don't worry about it. Despite the, <laughs> Despite message, the thing I've just right, said. <laughs> it, the message he's written is all in Japanese, apart from the one line, Japanese only. Right. Typical, isn't it? Um, but, uh, you know, the responses to this have been quite good. You know, people have pointed out viruses. One of the top replies was, viruses don't choose nationality. What you do to protect your family is discrimination at the moment. Or mm. what if you close the store until there is, uh, you know, until all Japanese... At the, at the moment, Japanese people are the highest number of affected people in japan right so yeah. it seems a little bit odd a little bit hypocritical um there was a, there was a great Pandora's um, box there was a great uh little um little sign in a um i think it's the ninja castle or a ninja castle i mean you, you know these kind of like they, i mean we're not talking a unesco um heritage site but like they'll be like a little castle mm. and they'll they'll say it's a ninja castle where all the ninjas hang out um there was a lovely little sign that was outside um that um in, in one of the towns in, in japan um, eliminate corona discrimination. We welcome everyone, so foreigner and, of course, Chinese too. The bad thing is the virus, not you, who came to Japan. So come with peace of mind, Ninja Castle. Uh, I would say that ninjas do uh, protect themselves quite well from airborne uh, toxic viruses because they are dressed like ninjas, so uh, <laughs> they would be relaxed about the situation. <laughs> the heartwarming philosophy mm. of the ninja. Yes, um, exactly. That is a nice story. <laughs> that is a nice story. Um, this guy's not the only person. There was a candy shop that banned all Chinese customers altogether uh, last month over coronavirus fears. What I would say is, you know, I I don't really bear this man any ill will. Uh, I'm sure he's just a nice, normal person. He released a video kind of trying to uh, defend himself as to why yeah. he's done this, but uh, it didn't work, really. He just came off looking like a bit of a dick. Um, but I understand, you know, that there's a lot of fear and paranoia around this subject. And mm. uh, I feel a better course of action would have just been to do as the Ninja Castle did and just sort of say, if you've been overseas or if you're feeling a bit ill, be vigilant and maybe don't come in, you know, something like that. Um, yeah. Rather than opening up this Pandora's box of shit, as I like to call it. Uh, what I mean, I don't even know what that means. No Japanese, right? Japanese only, sorry. Uh, I, I always find, like, what does that mean if you're kind of um, mixed-race Japanese, where if you don't necessarily look Japanese, because mm. only one of your parents is Japanese, would you then be turned away despite being born and raised and fluent in Japanese? Uh, I don't know. 
Well, I, 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 I'm, that's the thing, though, isn't it? I mean, just a nightmare, but, isn't it? But the Japanese can travel as well. You know, <laughs> he's trying to limit his exposure to <laughs> to, to, to his uh, family to 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 foreign influences and influenza in this in this case. And uh, but he, he's probably going about it in perhaps the the wrong way. But protect yourselves if you if you want to um, if you want to run a ramen shop and wear. You know, lots of protective run materials. A <laughs> run a ramen shop. Run um, a ramen protect shop. yourself and just oh. understand that you are a public service and you can't discriminate. And I'm almost certain that, that um, you, un, under under state or prefecture law, you, you can't discriminate. So um, he's probably been a bit naughty there and he'll probably f- get his collar felt by some some legal representative, representative from, the, uh, from the government. <laughs> well, yeah, in, uh, I think, 2016, Japan passed the uh, Discriminatory Act Although mm. I don't think there's any consequences for it. It's just right. get a slap on the wrist, but nothing really happens. Um, and people are discussing whether or not this would qualify under those kind of guidelines. Um, I suspect probably not. I suspect he'll get away with it. Mm. But there will be long-term damage to his business. And if just if you look at the Google reviews on his uh, ramen shop, um, and it just sort of, you know, there's somebody that says... Uh, I can't say anything about the ramen because I can't try it here because I'm not Japanese and this oh, place dear. doesn't allow non-Japanese. Just it's, good, it's good. It's good that, uh, that the internet have piled in because that solves everything, doesn't it? People piling <laughs> in. <laughs> well, there's quite a few uh, reviews in Japanese as well, just sort of saying this is a racist ramen shop. Don't go here. So he's tarnished his potential long-term rep- rep- uh, reputation. And I hey, think look, a foolish move, and I think he's quite a naive. L- I don't a think lot he's a of, bad person, just just naive and dumb. A lot of restaurants that I uh, go to in in Shibuya and Shinjuku, they've all got a theme. If it's not like a hospital or a prison or I don't know, like a maid cafe, that could be your thing. You could be the racist cafe where you don't let anyone in. Not even the Japanese the racist cafe. <laughs> Everyone's got a, what an angle. <laughs> The marketing genius yeah. behind I Review Planes now has struck again with his brand new concept <laughs> of racist cafe. Racist ramen. Fun for all the family. I mean, I mean, wh- whenever you... I, I think he shouldn't be allowed to use any spices or anything that came from anywhere else in the world. <laughs> like He shouldn't be allowed to use anything that uh, hasn't been uh, created, crafted and uh, grown well, uh, in his part of Japan. Know, do you know where ramen comes from? Where does ramen come from? comes from China. It's a Chinese Oh, no! Dish. He's yeah, mugged so he's, himself right he's off shot there. shot himself in the foot there. He's going to have yeah, to sell yeah. soup. <laughs> I think you and I should go down to Tokyo and pay him a visit, put him in a video, like show <laughs> show a scene of you trying to burst through the door and be like, oh, I'm not Japanese, way, and see what he does. He would be yeah. terrified. Like, uh, you bursting in, swinging a rice mothra. cooker around. <laughs> rice cooker? I'll, dry, I'll cook my own food. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh dear! There you go, silly, mind. silly devil. Oh. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, he's he's a one-off. That's a one-off situation. And the candy shop, admittedly, that banned Chinese people, but not really. It's not a widespread thing. That that is a rare case, a rare case study. Of course, mm. um, I don't think that reflects on most Japanese people. Um, I don't feel like it has unleashed a wave of racism here. I think it's a you know a bit of an outlier, a bit of a rare situation, but. Mm. Uh, Yes, hopefully sees the error of his ways and reposts a video about that. But Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash Japan. Let's now turn our attention to speedy vocab, speedy Japanese, mm. uh, and let's learn the word for discrimination, oh. given how we've just mentioned it so thoroughly. Do you know what the word for discrimination is in Japanese? To discriminate. I don't actually, but I'm, I've got a feeling to make it work properly, we'll have to add the uh, suffix suru, <laughs> like everything else. <laughs> You're getting good at this. Yeah. Yes, the uh, the noun the noun for um, to, to discriminate is uh, sabetsu. So if you put ah. suru on the end, sabetsu suru, that means to discriminate. Sabetsu suru. Sabetsu suru. Sabetsu suru. Sabetsu suru. And if you want to... Admittedly, this is a tough word this week. Um, it's so long, not even I know if I can say it. But discrimination against race. Right. You take the word sabetsu, and in front of that you put jinshu, which means race of right. people. So jinshu sabetsu. Jinshu sabetsu. Ah. That means discrimination against race. Well, it's yeah. like It's like... Uh... Egresujindes uh, is English person. Jin is person, isn't it? Yeah, good. There you go. There you go. Yes, you are, you get, you are getting good at this. Mm. Yeah, jin, person, shu means kind of variety. So jinshu, Ooh. kind of race of people, variety of people, sabitsu, to discriminate. Uh, and the guy in question, I think his name was uh, Kinchan. Kinchan, the happy owner of the ramen shop, who is a racist. <laughs> He used the word uh, kazoku, and I've just given the game away. Uh, he used the word uh, family in his, uh, uh, in his tweet, and now I've told you the answer. Kazoku. Kazoku. That word. I have to look after my kazoku. I think kazoku. you already knew that, though. You probably knew that. I, I didn't actually know. King, uh, kazoku. Okay. Kazoku. Um, no. There you go. Kazoku. Yes, yeah, mm. family. Yeah. Good word to know. Right, let's turn our attention to the fax machine. Start what the have we got machine. this week, Mr. Donaldson? The fax machine is hot and warm. I've filled it with toner 
uh, cartridges and it's ready to spit out some messages. <laughs> hey, Chris and Pete. I'm currently writing to you uh, from my desk job where I'm saving up to move to Japan to learn Japanese and find a new job. All of my colleagues and friends all you know about these plans and are really excited for me, but there's one group of people I've yet to tell uh, about this. My family. Ooh, my Kozoku. <laughs> seeing how my, there I was, you go. Yes. <laughs> seeing yes. how especially <laughs> seeing how seeing how especially my parents and grandma responded very nervously uh, to me announcing I'm going on holiday there for a month last summer. I'm afraid they're going to be even more worried when they learn about my plans to live there. How did you tell your family you were moving to Japan, Chris? Uh, do you have any p- tips on how to handle telling them I'm planning on moving to a country I've only been to once? Thanks in advance, Emil from the Netherlands. Oh, I'd, I'd I'd leave off uh, telling them for for the next few weeks, to be honest, Emil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't tell them now. Bloody hell, could be a worse time. Mm. Um, I'm so happy, so happy. We, the word family came up in that, and we could mm. use Kazoku. I wonder if any of the other questions in the podcast have uh, sabots, if they have discrimination this week. Uh, But hopefully not. Uh, On the subject of moving to Japan and telling your family, I think my family didn't believe me um, just because it was so random. As as I've mentioned before, my uh, moving to Japan for me was quite a random and unexpected experience. Um, I had talked about it on and off for like three or four years, but my family never took me seriously because we didn't really have um, any tangible links to Japan. Right. Um, it was kind of something I just thought would be quite fun and I went along with. And I think the only point that it dawned on them that I was going was when I was literally packing my suitcase and being like, right, going to Heathrow now. Anybody <laughs> want to come and say bye? And they were like, oh, are you actually going? I was like, yeah, off, yep. off to Heathrow. <laughs> uh, off, like now, 5 p.m. flight. And they're like, oh, right, well, good luck with that. Have fun. And uh, that was pretty much it. Um, you know, the thing is, thanks to technology, the miracle of technology, uh, we have moved beyond fax machines in the real life world. Mm. And we do have Skype and we do have Facebook and messages and WhatsApp. So I never feel that far away from my family because I could be in a rice field 8,000 kilometers away cycling on a nice sunny afternoon and my phone will go off and it'll be my mum or my dad or my sister wanting something from me and I can quickly <laughs> respond to them as if they're there yeah. so it's i don't get homesick and i don't find they've ever been that bothered by it but um certainly as the years go by and i've been away seven years now i do feel a slight sense of guilt for living so far away from my family and that is why i do return to the uk at least twice a year now just so i can feel like i can be a part of the family and not just completely run away to the side of the world so that's something i'll <laughs> say but um other than that you know as long as your family understand why you're going emil uh, to japan then, um, you know, if, and if they are sad, just Skype them loads. Just Skype once a week. I do know a lot of people that Skype their family uh, weekly. And I do it at least f- uh, yeah, once every couple of months. <laughs> Here we uh, go. But, I, you know, I talk to them quite a lot of messages. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Best of luck with that, Emil. And, um, yeah, do it. Go for it, though. Go and move to Japan. Just wait until the coronavirus thing's blown over. Yeah. Uh, we've got one now from Erin, who says, Hi, Chris and Pete. Greetings from Maryland. Ooh. Where's Maryland in the US, Pete? Do you um, know about? North, uh, right? It's uh, Maryland, because we North have Maryland East. chicken as like a kind of like an off-brand KFC. I'm thinking the South. <laughs> Probably. You look that up, and I'll read the question okay. then. Uh, I'll be moving to Japan, says Erin. I'll be moving to Japan in April for a, year's, for a year for work, and I'm using different programs to try and learn Japanese, both speaking and reading. 
Um, I'm having trouble with learning kanji characters as quickly as I'd like. I was wondering if there are any kanji learning tools you would recommend. Ideally, I'd like something that breaks down the meaning, the different radicals used to make them up, and how to write them, uh, and when to use the different pronunciations. You want it all, don't you, Erin? <laughs> I was hoping for something I can either download or in a book form, and I'll be travelling a lot and don't want to be dependent on having internet or cell reception. Any recommendations would be welcome. Thanks, guys. Erin. And before I answer, where's Maryland, Pete? Uh, it's, uh, oh, I was looking for a kanji uh, book. Um, it Brilliant. is near Delaware. <laughs> Delaware. It's where's near, Delaware, it's, near, it's sort of like in, it's that bit, like, weird bit below, below New York. It's like, you know, yeah, it's like kind of Washington kind of, right? kind of, kind of, yeah, it's like Washington uh, kind of area. Brilliant. Yeah, cool. That is where <laughs> I thought it was. North so of Virginia, about that. west of Philadelphia. <laughs> this is quickly turning into a fantastic geography lesson. It's yeah, the benefit for me, of the Abroad Japan podcast. Nobody else. You learn everything about Japan and also <laughs> stuff about Maryland as well. Yeah. Uh, any ideas on that question, though, Pete? Any thoughts? Because you're somebody who's been studying kanji characters on and off for years. <laughs> do you have any kind of input? Any answers there on how? To I do learn have a book, characters? but I can't remember. I can't, it's a visual kanji book. I can't seem to find it on uh, Amazon. Uh, but hilariously, the big book uh, my kanji. Amazon search results are um, suggesting uh, that I buy a rice cooker. So there is that. Um, but there's a visual kanji <laughs> book. I, maybe I'll get back to that person on on that. I'll get. I'll send them an email. But uh, yeah, there's plenty of resources, and, and they're all kind of. Um, They'll all sort of like have like details about um, uh, radicals and stuff, and they'll all be like uh, uh, they'll have like uh, imagery based around it. Oh, that looks a little bit like a tree. That looks like a mountain. That and mm. it's it's fine for the simpler um, radicals and the, and the simpler uh, kanji. But once you start to get a bit more detail, you're like, my god, I've not a clue how this all fits together. Yeah, it's uh, it's a long task. It's probably the most difficult part of learning Japanese. It is yeah. and. For me, I felt like it was an uncrackable case. I didn't think I'd ever be able to do it. But then I stumbled across a book called Heisig's Remembering the Kanji. And everyone I know who's master Japanese started on that book, basically. Right. Anybody I know who can read and write Japanese characters started there. And it doesn't teach you the pronunciation, but it does break down the characters. And it teaches you how to use... Um, kind of imagery as Pete just said to kind of memorize them and it's it works really well um it's a pricey book I think it's about 25 dollars uh but Oof. you can get it in kindle form as well um but yeah hey six remembering the kanji and there's also a fantastic app called um human japanese uh human japanese and human japanese intermediate they are paid for apps but they are some of the best learning japanese apps i've ever used and you don't need the internet to use them once you've downloaded them. Mm. And um, the second one, Human Japanese Intermediate, does cover kanji characters. So those are some resources there. But uh, hopefully that helps. But yeah, Heisig's remembering the kanji, Erin. You'll thank me later. Good luck with yeah. it and have a great time in Japan when you move in April. If you um, if you want to learn uh, the hiragana and katakana, um, Dr. Moku's stuff is pretty good on the App Store. Uh, that's how I learned. Dr. Moku? To Dr. Moku. He's a very interesting chap with a diverse knowledge of the language of Japan. And <laughs> it was very rather good. cute name. It's a very cute, cute name. name. He's got a little... He okay. looks a little bit like um, the KFC man. Um, the Colonel. Colonel Sanders. Yeah, he looks a bit like him. You seem to be bringing up chicken a lot. What is this? I'm really hungry. I've not eaten chicken. this morning. Right. It may be the evening you know for you, Chris, for but it is the morning for me. <laughs> I've already had my 
fried chicken. You're a disgrace. Uh, it's a bit of a ritual now. <laughs> One hour before I record these podcasts, I literally go out to Family Mart, buy a bit of fried chicken, eat it in seconds, yeah. and then I'm ready to go, <laughs> energised and ready to roll. Uh, there you go. Eric, what have we got from Eric, Pete? We have got an email from... <coughs> Excuse me. We've got an email from Eric. Um, who have we got here? Uh, hi there. Hi there. Huge fan of both the Brunch Pan podcast and presumably the video. I think well, that's what uh, Eric's trying to say there. Uh, question. Are there bad neighbourhoods in Japan? For example, here in the USA, in most major cities, there are places you definitely would not want to travel through, especially at night. I'm sure it's similar in the UK. Um, it's not really. Uh, is this a thing in Japan? Are there areas you'd feel unsafe travelling through? Eric... Now, I can't answer that, but I've never been in anywhere in Japan that I felt unsafe or even alone because mm. there's always people around. Well, I yeah, I've never really felt uncomfortable anywhere um in Japan. Japan is very safe. We've covered this before. Uh there's a there's a podcast I think we did about a year ago talking about scams though, scams that happen yeah. in Tokyo in particular, and we mentioned two districts, Kabukicho and Rapongi, and one of our listeners had lost, uh, had been kind of lured into this bar with a hus- with a new husband. They were on their honeymoon, and their drinks were laced with some sort of nasty cocktail of drugs. And they woke up later on in the street with their credit cards uh, missing, and they'd lost about five thousand dollars and uh, ruined their honeymoon. And they'd left Japan with loads of debt. So that's my only point that I would say: be wary of if you're going to Tokyo. Mm. Be careful in Kabukicho or Rapongi. Um, don't go into any unmarked bars. Be careful what bars you go into in general. I'd only ever go into one of the bars hidden away in the buildings if you know a, a friend of mine already knew it or had an acquaintance. But um, yeah, avoid the street touts who will lure you in with free drinks and wonderful, amazing deals, sick deals, because they will literally be sick deals <laughs> after they have <laughs> put the drugs Rinched in the damn you. drink. Mm. Um, other than that, though, no other place springs to mind. There's a neighbourhood in Osaka, which I've never been to, called uh, Kamagasaki. And it's considered to be Japan's largest slum with a large number of uh, homeless and day labourers with no fixed addresses. Um, it's avoided by a lot of the locals, but popular with tourists due to cheap accommodation. But uh, that one always comes up. But I don't think it's dangerous. I think it's just an unfortunate neighbourhood full of um, homeless folks. But um, yeah, other than that, Kamagasaki, Kabukicho and Rapongi, everywhere else in Japan is pretty safe. And mm. uh, it's nice to live in a country where you don't have to look over your shoulder at night in certain districts and certain neighbourhoods. It's one of my favourite things about Japan. Indeed. Um, got one from Shane it says hi Chris and Pete love the podcast your podcast helps wake me up every morning while I'm driving to work at 4.30am oh. bloody hell Shane you are a legend well done uh, Pete and I did that two or three weeks ago didn't we Pete we went fishing off the <laughs> coast did. of Sendai we did and it was horrific <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a great survived. It's not that. it's not our time of the day I think that's fair to say is it Chris no <laughs> 4.30 oh, <laughs> I'd need way more than a podcast to survive that drive Mm. to work. Lots of coffee, probably, and fried chicken. Uh, But Shane says, my wife and I are bringing our two daughters, six and four years old, over to Japan for two weeks in early October this year. This will be my third time coming over. We plan on staying in Tokyo for six nights in an Airbnb apartment, and I was wondering where the best area to stay would be. Keeping in mind, we'll plan a day in Shibuya and Shinjuku. We'll probably be a day at the Tokyo Dome to watch the baseball and take a trip to Odaiba and more than likely two days at Disneyland. Oh, 
Sounds like a good trip to me. Mm. Uh, so knowing how massive Tokyo is, in your opinion, where would be the ideal area to make our home base? Also, if you have any suggestions on definite things to see or do for young kids in Tokyo, Osaka or Kyoto, then it would be much appreciated. Thanks a lot, Shane. I'm going to hand that one over to you, Pete. <laughs> you love Airbnb and you love things. You're quite a youthful individual. Mm. I'm sure you know things that kids would like. Well, yeah, I mean... I would probably hang around sort of Harajuku. There's a great toy shop called Kiddie Land, I think it's called, uh, in Harajuku, which the kids would love. <laughs> Kiddie Land. Kiddie Land, uh, oh, that the, the I've been in several times, and, and it's it never... It's like a little Hamleys, uh, sort of Japanese style with some stuff you, you just don't see anywhere else. Um, so I'd sort of hang out, that sort of, oh, side, cool. of th- side of things. Um, Shibuya's a little bit... Grotty, a little bit red light districty. Uh, that's where I usually stay because uh, you can get a cheap Airbnb and, and, and there's some uh, you know pretty decent bars around there. But I imagine you're probably not going to be sinking a load of red eyes or calls frosty ones uh, constantly like I do when I go on holiday. So uh, I'd sort of head up to uh, up to maybe um, up to Shinjuku, kind of a Yogi Park sort of area. If you can get an Airbnb around there, it might be a little bit cheaper. Uh, Osaka, just anywhere in number in it really. It's nice, nice and in yeah. the centre. Loud. But I would also say quite quiet. Tokyo, for Tokyo, Ueno is probably the best place to mm. stay. It's really cheap. And from there, it's just a simple ride around the Yamanote line yeah. or a quick ride on the Ginza line over to um, Shibuya. And also, it's uh, the closest, one of the closest parts of Tokyo towards Disneyland as well. So good access. As for stuff to do with kids, um, there's, I mean, Osaka is amazing. They've got uh, SeaWorld. And they've got Universal Studios with a life-sized, almost life-sized scale Hogwarts as well. So if you like Harry Potter, cool. you can pretend you're in the world of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Or you can go, or you can go to the top of the um, the Ferris wheel on the top of um, the Don Quixote in Number. <laughs> in oh my God! Did I do that with you? Or with no, you else? did that with I someone else. else God damn it! And I wanted to go oh. up there, but I got distracted oh. by the hot sweet potatoes they sell. <laughs> Naturally, yeah. yes. Um, in the Don Quixote, the the world's greatest store in Japan, um, there is one on the waterfront of Osaka mm. um, in Number, and they've got an old rickety Ferris wheel that was decommissioned for like a decade or something. Uh, but um, last time when I was in Osaka a year ago, it was open for business, and I got on it, and it was the scariest <laughs> experience of my life. I don't know why. <laughs> It, that Ferris wheel was a bit creaky and a bit dodgy, mm. um, but the view over Osaka was amazing. And um, yeah, that would be quite a fun thing to do. Do that. Go <laughs> yeah. up there. Have a, have a great time. It's not that rickety. Um, but yeah, it is, it's terrible. Oh, no. I <laughs> remember how scared I was going around it at one point. <laughs> I was with them, two other guys, and they were both pretty uncomfortable as well. Yeah. It wasn't fun. <laughs> uh, but do that. Have fun, though, Shane, and have a great time in Japan with your kids. Lovely. Um, we've got one from Betu. Um, I'll let you read that out. I'm going to take a sip of water. Oh, well, don't do it on mic. Hi, Chris and Pete. I've been following your Chris channel ever since the first video about your partner with Jesus Sandals, and I'm loving the content. Keep up the good work. A few weeks ago, I got selected as a fellow to the uh, Awaji Youth uh, Awaji Youth Federation program to revitalise the Awaji Islands starting this uh, April. My knowledge about Japan is made up of watching anime and YouTubers. How can I better prepare myself, and what should I do after I get there? Thank you. Yours lovingly, Betu. Um, where is Awaji Island? Uh, Awaji Island is um, just off the coast of Kobe. 
So you've got ah. the really big, um, one of J- Japan's biggest bridge uh, actually goes from Kobe over into Awaji Island. And uh, I did feature it in a video called Japan's Greatest Castle, um, set in Himeji and Kobe. But uh, it's an incredible bridge. But you'll get to go over that, Betu. That'll be the first thing you do, get <clears> to go over the giant, awesome bridge. Mm. And Awaji Island, I've been there once. I remember there was a monkey park because everywhere in There's Japan a needs a monkey park, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Your favourite, Pete. Yep. Um, but that's a good question. How can I better prepare myself and what should I do after I get there? Pete, you've just come to Japan. What did you do after you got here? And how did you prepare yourself? Um, I-, I bought a couple of uh, masks, uh, got on the Shinkansen, <laughs> went to Niigata. Um, no, um, how can you prepare yourself? I don't know, man. Like, just just relax, have a lovely time. Um, hang out in Kobe because, obviously... You're going to be on the island, but I mean, the city is Kobe, so just um, have a couple of nights out there. That'd be a lot of fun. And then, you know, chill out for the rest of the time on your island and work hard. Revitalise it. I don't know how you revitalise something. It's, it's, it sounds a bit um, churchy. Is, 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 is that like a church thing? Is, 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 that, that, is that what's going on? I don't know, but I like the advice of work. I love the line. Work hard, play hard, man. Work hard and revitalise something. <laughs> That's the great, the greatest travel advice you've ever given. Work yet, hard, play hard, in baby. Two hundred <laughs> in two years and hundred podcasts. Uh, my advice, Betu, is try and have a night out in Osaka and Kobe because they are just on your doorstep. I think there's a boat that goes over from Awaji Island straight over to Osaka, mm. and you can see Osaka from Awaji Island, given it's just across the Osaka Osaka Bay. But um, uh, I would actually learn some Japanese. Given you're going to be doing some serious work at this youth federation, revitalising Awaji Island, I would learn some Japanese if you haven't already. Uh, download the aforementioned Human Japanese app, which isn't sponsored, but it should be, given how many times I've mentioned it now. Um, use that app to actually learn some basic Japanese so you can have some basic conversation. I think that'll really make the whole experience a lot more rewarding, a lot more fun being yeah. able to interact with the locals but uh, no, above all just enjoy yourself embrace it be in the moment uh, avoid your phone and just enjoy every mm. moment of it but above all have a bloody fantastic time and good luck revitalising Awaji Island smashing that might look like <laughs> fantastic keep the stories comments and questions coming in to a Brawn Japan podcast but for now guys we'll be back same time next week but uh, have a great week and uh, stay out of trouble and avoid the coronavirus, for God. Stay out of trouble. Have a good one. Bye. Stakhanov production. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.